All right, Adam, you got me? I got you loud and clear, buddy. All right, guys. Uh, welcome into the uh, Jim Bratton Sports Podcast. Happy Friday out there to everybody who's listening. I hope you all are having wonderful Fridays so far. So what I was going to be talking about today was opening weekend of the playoffs in Major League Baseball, the wild card round. I've actually, I'm actually looking at the crazy finish that's going on between the Philadelphia Phillies and St. Louis Cardinals right now. But so that's what I was going to do today. But then it hit me that there is a really big football game that will be played in Baton Rouge, Louisiana at about 11 o'clock central time tomorrow. And I'm just not going to pass up an opportunity to talk about that. And so just to help me preview tomorrow's game, I have a very special guest on today's show. He is one of the co-hosts of Three and Out on Fox Sports Radio up in Knoxville. And I'm just very excited that he has agreed to come on the podcast with me today. So without further ado, I would like to bring Mr. Adam Hickman onto the show. Adam, what's going on, buddy? Not much, man. I'm this week. It's it's been the longest week of my life, and that's how it feels every week when Tennessee has a big game on a Saturday. But I'm happy that Friday's finally here. You know, the work day's over. Time to uh, kick off the weekend festivities and get ready for a big ball game tomorrow. Absolutely. And uh, I was going to start off off with a serious, que- more serious question, but uh, before I do that. I recently rediscovered this audio from Brian Kelly, who is, of course, the head football coach at LSU. And what's funny about this is that apparently it did not take Coach Kelly that long to make himself feel at home and more in line with his surroundings. So, Adam, before we get going here, I just wanted to uh, play this clip, and I shared this on the social media pages for the show, but uh, you probably know where I'm going with this. this oh, yeah. From, this is from a LSU basketball game last year, immediately, almost immediately after uh, Brian Kelly took the job. I think it was the day of him taking the job. And just from for a guy from the greater Boston, Massachusetts area, it really shocks me how quickly uh, he, ad- he was able to adopt a Southern accent. So without further ado, uh, here we go. Thank you. Thank you. Well, that's a great way to get started. And I haven't even won all my games yet. Just give it a minute. It's a great. 
I just, I cannot help but lose it every time I hear him say, my family. That was the cringiest introduction a football coach has ever had that I think I've ever seen in my life, Jim. It it really was. But then you also have to remember the other cringeworthy video he was in with, uh, I think his name's Danny Lewis, the tight end that was being heavily recruited and it's the video of Brian of Brian Kelly lack of a better phrase dancing with Danny Lewis I would look it up right now but I just ate dinner and I'm trying not to throw up tonight oh <laughs> uh, well, well just after you get done eating uh, just be sure to go look that up but let's get to the more serious stuff of the day. Uh, Tennessee, this is obviously a really big game for both Tennessee and LSU, honestly. And Tennessee is, of course, coming off of the bye week. And LSU is coming off of a really big come-from-behind win over Auburn and So it's a really big game for both teams. And one of the interesting things I noticed about LSU this season and the job Brian Kelly's done in his short time there is while he's not not spending time talking about his family, as he calls them, uh, he's really done a remarkable job of coaching up this LSU team. And when you look at every game that they have played this year, you could make the argument that realistically LSU could be a five and O football team right now. They of course, they of course lost the season opener in very close fashion to Florida state, but they have since gone on a, four-game winning streak and now find themselves ranked in the top 25 going into this week's game. So, Adam, it's just really big matchup for both teams. Wouldn't you agree? Oh, yeah. And you brought up that Florida State game week one. I think that's going to be a game for four or five weeks from now. I think LSU fans, players, coaches alike are probably all going to be kicking themselves over. Uh, I don't care how good of a head coach you have taking over your job. Week one – is always going to be tough. You know, new system, new coaches. You've not quite built the relationships yet. You got a lot of roster turnover when coaching changes happen these days. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a game that if you play, heck, if you play that game this week, you know, I, I'm not so sure if LSU doesn't walk out of that game with a win. Oh, oh, absolutely. I agree. And uh, it really just shows that, I guess LSU, when they brought in Brian Kelly, they were hoping to get more of a serious presence in that locker room, more so than Ed Orgeron was. Obviously, you've got to give Coach O credit for that, some credit for that uh, national championship win, despite the fact that 
he was coaching a team with two first-round draft picks at the wide receiver spot, and obviously Joe Shiesty, as they call him, Joe Burrow. But on the other on the other hand, you've got to give Coach O a little bit of credit for that win. But at the end of the day, they thought that from a team standpoint, it was better to have more of an adult in the locker room than Coach Orgeron. And so that's really what I think LSU's reasoning was for bringing in a guy like a Brian Kelly. I agree. And I'll never say anything about talent on national championship winning teams, regardless of how much talent they have, because I feel like that diminishes the accomplishment from the coach a little bit, Uh, regardless of how much talent, regardless of the personality, uh, that team, you know, they, they bought in to coach O and his persona. And I mean, they love that guy like crazy. And Mm -hmm. you can take a football team with 70 plus guys on a roster and bring them together as one and work towards a common goal of winning a national championship. It's always a remarkable accomplishment, no matter how much talent that LSU team had. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Uh, speaking of talent, let's shift gears back to the balls for a minute. And obviously, the ball, Tennessee missed a really talented player uh, a few weeks ago in the Florida game in wide receiver Cedric Tillman. Now, obviously, he's been dealing with the, I believe it was an ankle injury. Do you have any updates that your sources have given you on Cedric Tillman's injury and will he be able to play in this game tomorrow? Uh, Well, apparently he's been a little bit more active at practice as the week progressed, but, you know, I still don't see him playing. Uh, That's, that's the consensus opinion with a lot of people I've talked to, but I mean, he should be back for the Bama game you know, barring some setback. And thankfully, you know, it always sucks when your best skill player can't play in a game like the one we have tomorrow. You know, it being a big game, you want to start 5-0. and But, I mean, I'm, I'm just thankful that we have an offense that produces numbers regardless of the guys that are playing the positions out there. Oh, absolutely. I mean, even, even without Cedric Tillman, in the Florida game, you obviously had a lot of guys step up for the balls, especially when you look at a guy like Jalen Hyatt. And, you know, obviously Hendon Hooker is a weapon in and of himself. But switching gears to the sort of game planning that's been going on this week. Obviously, at the top of the show, I mentioned uh, LSU's big come-from-behind win over Auburn a week ago. And the one question that comes to my mind is, what what do you think that Tennessee should be focusing on as it relates to defending against the Tigers this week? 
I think the number one key from a defensive standpoint this week is you got to get pressure on the quarterback. And mm. look at our defense. That's something we've done an exceptional job of so far this year. Uh, Tyler Barron, stud. I just mm-hmm. – I mean, that, that defensive line, I think I think I saw today, I think we're top five when it comes to quarterback pressures in the country as a defensive line unit. And another point of emphasis I want to watch out for this weekend is – how does the secondary respond? You know, we didn't have Warren Burrell last week. And of course it came out this week that he's going to be out for the season, but our secondary, I think D Williams is a guy we've been absolutely dying to see get on a field. And, you know, it sounds like he's going to be a big part of the game plan this weekend. And that's a guy who hasn't played a snap here for us yet. But when you look at him, it's not like you're inserting a true freshman who's not played any meaningful football yet. I mean, this is a kid who's got all the intangibles, all the traits, and he's played high-level college football at the JUCO level. So we're not just throwing him to the Wolves out there this weekend. And I think he's going to be a fun player to keep an eye on on the defensive side of the ball this week. Mm-hmm. And uh, speaking of the defensive side of the ball for Tennessee, I think they'd, they'd better be on their P's and Q's uh, when you're going up against a – quarterback that LSU has in Jaden Daniels. I know he's coming off of the knee injury. I saw something earlier this week where Brian Kelly came out and said that there was no structural damage to Jaden Daniels' knee, but obviously they did have to pull him out of the Auburn game last week. But from everything I've seen, he is pretty much good to go against the balls. And when you look at this season, he is really, I would say, the biggest weapon for the Tigers offensively. And when you when you look at – I'm just going to rattle off some of his stats here very quickly. But he is 89 of 131 passing for about – 915 yards he's at about a 68 percent completion percentage and he has thrown six touchdowns and no picks and he's not just a weapon with his arm uh, on the I believe he's also LSU's leading rusher as well with correct with 60 carries for over 300 yards and three touchdowns. So, Adam, what are your thoughts on Jaden Daniels and the threat that he poses to the balls in tomorrow's game? Uh, The comparison, a lot of people that I've talked to, just friends, colleagues, you know, they bring up like Anthony Richardson, how he went off against Mm. us weeks ago against our secondary. And, you know, this might be a little just me being just super positive, but like when I've watched Jaden Daniels, and granted, I've not watched every second of every LSU game this year, but I see a kid who I don't think he's going to go out there and try and force the ball down the field like Anthony Richardson did, and that was apparent. Like, they just turned Anthony Richardson loose in the passing game two weeks ago, and I, I don't know, like, I, I see Jaden Daniels, and I see a kid who maybe is not fully confident and his ability to make some of those throws downfield that Anthony Richardson was. So I like it on that front, but you're going to have to keep him contained. 
because, like you said, he, he will kill you with your legs. It's only a matter of time. Mm-hmm. And obviously we saw what Anthony Richardson was able to do a few weeks ago, and I feel like, on one hand, I feel like Jaden Daniels is not necessarily up there with Anthony Richardson in terms of hype, because I go back to one thing that I brought up with Jake Miller when I had him on the show a few weeks ago before the Florida game, is that Billy Napier, the head coach at Florida, went out and said that Anthony Richardson was somewhere between Dak Prescott and Cam Newton. And up until the Florida game, uh, I just did not see that from Anthony Richardson as far as numbers go. Obviously, he made the big play to get the win over Utah in the season opener. But obviously, I guess I was proven wrong by Anthony Richardson's performance against Tennessee. And I really feel like Jaden Daniels, if Tennessee does not defend him well, and another thing I noticed in the Florida game too is that the the back end of the defense has got to step up and make some tackles because yeah. I noticed way too many missed tackles in that Florida game that really, if Tennessee were to make those plays, then the, then the final score would not have been as close as it ended up being. Especially on that touchdown. I can't remember which receiver it was, but we had three or four to bring him down and you know he ended up breaking through all four tackles and took it to the end zone and you know obviously Florida's probably getting three points there out of that drive anyways unless they miss the kick but I mean you never know what happens if you make those tackles I mean they could throw a pick they could fumble or they could just settle for three but instead they came away with a touchdown right and at the end of the day I think Tennessee has got to Go back and look at the film. I'm sure they've been doing this all week, but they've got to go back and look at some film and take the lessons that they learned in the Florida game and apply it to this week and Jaden Daniels, who I think is probably about as much of a threat at the quarterback spot as Richardson was. Absolutely. And I don't know how you feel about this, but I, I am so glad the bye week came when it did. Oh, absolutely. How many times have we seen it in college football or any sport, for that matter, where a team gets a big win, they come out the next weekend, and it's just not the same. You know, the big game win hangover, you can call it. But, you know, you have the bye week in there. I, I think they had time to enjoy beating Florida something we've not been able to do in my lifetime. And I think you're going to see this team just absolutely locked and loaded to the highest degree this weekend. Mm-hmm. And I guess you could make the argument 
but and don't get me wrong, I'm absolutely in favor of a early bye week per se, but you could make the argument that it might be a little bit better to have the bye week come after LSU prior to the Alabama game next week, just kind of looking ahead a little bit. But obviously it is good, uh, certainly from Tennessee's perspective, to have that early bye week and possibly at least see guys like a Cedric Tillman get back on the right track to being able to play. Yeah, absolutely. But let's let's talk about the running game for a little bit and what LSU is going to be bringing to the table. Uh, just from me looking at their numbers, I would say that the Vols are really going to have to worry about Armani Goodwin and what exactly he can bring for the Tigers. He has, on the season, he has 34 carries for only 199 yards. Leads the team with five scores. Just what are your thoughts on him and the threat he poses this week? Oh, yeah, you're you're definitely going to get a heavy dose of the run game this weekend against LSU. I mean, that's what Brian Kelly loves to do. He loves running the football. Mm -hmm. And he's got three good backs he can choose from at any time. But thankfully, you know, for Tennessee fans, if you want want something to feel good about, I got the uh, rush defense stats pulled up right now. And Tennessee actually has the 21st-ranked rush defense in the country, only allowing 97.8 yards rushing a game and just under three yards a carry as well. So, you know, for an LSU team who has kind of struggled in the past game a little bit, having as good of a rush defense as we do, I think style-wise it's going to be a good matchup for the balls tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm with you on that 100%. Uh, I guess the last thing I'm going to get to really quickly, because I know you've got to get out of here, is uh, just what is your prediction going to be for tomorrow's game as far as the final score is concerned? Well, I think it's going to be close, Jim. I hate to admit it, but, you know, this is a matchup that in my lifetime I have seen some absolute doozies. You know, you look back to Derek Dooley when we thought we had him beat, uh, Mm -hmm. that we had too many guys on the field. I think I'm sitting right now, I think 41-37 in favor of the Vols would be the final score I would lock in. Uh, that That is a really close game. Speaking of that, uh, Tennessee LSU game with Derek Dooley, I can't, I can't remember how old I was. I believe I was in middle school or early on in my high school days. What, uh, I ble- what year was that? 2010, I believe. 2010. So I would have been a sophomore in high school. I remember – being so excited after that, after the original ending of that game. And 
I remember I had somebody call me congratulating me on uh, Tennessee beating LSU. And of course, after the fact, when it was rediscovered, when it was discovered that Tennessee had, I believe, 13 men on the field. At and not even 12, 13. Yeah, not, not even 12. They went, the, Derek Dooley went the extra mile and put a 13th man on the field. Uh, I remember having to call my friend back. I guess he had not seen the actual ending of the game, but that was a very very frustrating time because of how frustrated I was after seeing Tennessee put 13 guys on the field. And, of course, Tennessee ended up losing the ball game, which – Got to calm, got to calm myself down for a little because I'm sort of reliving those frustrations in my head. Hopefully, uh, we do not find ourselves in that same position. I don't think we will tomorrow. I don't I think don't. we will. I don't think we will either. I'm with you. I think at the end of the day, it's going to be a very high scoring game. Uh, Forty one. 37 is not exactly the score I had in mind. I was thinking something more in the 38 to 35 range, but I do think it's going to be a very high-scoring game. I agree, but uh, if we have to win 2-0, sign me up. No complaints here, just as long as you leave with a dub. And at the end of the day, that is, of course, all – that matters. So with all that being said, uh, Adam, I guess I'm going to go ahead and get you out of here. Thank you so much for coming on the Jim Bratton sports podcast and talking balls with me. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on buddy. Uh, We'll have to do this again sometime. Sounds good. Uh, Thank you, Jim. Thank you.